Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? And who might you be? And how are you today? That's, That's good. Nice. Okay. What would be really nice, but it's too much of a hassle, but so just imagine it, because we'll never do it, is if there was a mm. sort of a slightly magical sound effect when you say, and mm. who might you be, that sounds like a window opening and a rainbow coming through it, like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I won't put one of those. No, in don't don't put episode. it on. Just I like to sometimes encourage the listeners to insert things using their minds. Mm-hmm. One time, kind of my mum would... was reading my nephew a story when he was yeah. young. I think he was like I don't know, like maybe six or something. She was reading him a story, and she was halfway through reading it in a very over the top way. You know, doing the voices, blah blah. <laughs> Good. And he's turned around. So it's my nephew Fred, and he's turned around. And he said, "Bren." He calls a all our grandchildren call her Bren, right? He goes, Bren. He goes, yeah. He goes, do you ever do that type of reading where it's just you know quiet in your head? <laughs> <laughs> just sin. And she went, "Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when I'm reading a book on my own." I do that. He went, yeah, you can do that now if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> and that was the last time she ever read him a book. That was his way of telling her, I've had enough of this now, to be honest. Yeah. I'm sort of grown out of it. It's annoying. Oh, that's good. I was going to say, in, do you remember in Rainbow, they used to have those little animated cartoon inserts where mm. there would be lots of different sound effects. Yes. Things would happen. And there'd be lots of different sound effects say, right across the gamut of sound. Like like you said, a, a yeah. window would open that's, and like, you'd yeah. hear rainbow. That's sort of what I was... I was think I was pretty much thinking of this bit in, yeah. in Rainbow when I said about the special uh, the sound or effects. you'd yeah. see a pair of boots or something and they'd go... Bro, 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 yeah, bro, yeah. Because they stomped across the, the screen or something like that. Well, that's Should another thing. Not to bang on about animal crackers too much. Well, but there is a bit with Rory, Rory, tell us a story... Rory, Rory, tell us a story where the big terrifying blue mutant lion reads a story and they do the same. I think they, I don't know, I don't know what came first, that or Rainbow, but. um, I can tell you it was Rainbow. Okay, so they nicked that off of Rainbow. It was ITV, so they were probably just made by the same company. Mm. Ideas were. um, There's a lot of overlap between the two shows. It's, It's puppets. Who tell stories have a, some sort of like strange, vague domestic relationship, mm. um, and of course there was also songs in Rainbow, but that was courtesy of the humans, Rod, Jane, and Freddie. But the humans, yeah. but um, it wasn't as good because they did songs that were for kids, and I think really the attraction of Animal Crackers was that yeah, 
it, they were playing rock and roll songs, real rock and roll yeah. songs out of the charts, rendered more palatable well, to a, a youngster's eyes and mind by it being performed mm. by animals. Well, look, there's some episodes of Animal Crackers on YouTube, and we're due to start a new Odyssey this week on Wednesday for IFS yeah. subscribers. So it feels pointless to do anything else other than an episode of Animal Crackers, Quackers, yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah, Quackers. We'll do that then, Wednesday. Yeah, let's do it. Sign up, subscribe, or or, or perish. Um, before we get any further, Michael Parkinson. Dead. Dead. Um, looking at the obituaries, I feel as though we've been slightly too cruel towards Parkinson in the past because we've been critical of him. Let's you can honest. say that after anyone dies. Like, well, there's stuff that's emerged that I didn't know about. If he if he's dead, like he's yeah. If he's <laughs> if he's dead, he's dead. No, if he's if he's dead, it's sad. There's a loss of yeah. human life there, and we're. I, I've never said Michael Parkinson was an evil man, a cruel we didn't man. Go that far. <laughs> like it's a shame that he's dead. We said but he was we can't wanker. start revisiting. All of the thing. All I've ever, all I ever said about Parky was he's very pompous. Yeah. And remember, I had a run-in with him on air, and he was pompous. Oh, that's what stems me. from it. Yeah. And I right. and I won't. But it, it wasn't just that, although that was obviously the main thing, right? <laughs> I bore a grudge, <laughs> but he, um, yeah. I mean, it's a bit like oh. It, People go, oh, you know, Parky was so great because he made it. It wasn't about him. It was about asking questions of famous people. But I actually think that he reveled in being pally with the people that he yeah. was interviewing and for years gave interviews about how he was mates with Muhammad Ali and Billy Connolly. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, after the chat show had finished, of course. All right, here, here you go. Three things, right? Three things. First of all... Um, he was originally a, a journalist at Granada Television mm. before he um, did the Parkinson show. When he left Granada, he presented his colleagues with the key to his desk. Upon opening it, they found sheaves of blank hotel and restaurant receipts waiting to use as to cover <laughs> shortfalls and expenses. That's good. It became known as the Parkinson bequest. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I really yeah. like that. Secondly... I'm going to just get this on the screen because I don't, I don't want to get the wording right. Um, Michael Parkinson was one of the original sponsors of the Anti-Nazi League in the 1970s. Okay. He did that. He set that, helped set that up alongside other people such as Brian Clough. Um, and there was some others. Oh, fuck, you know, you know nowadays, right, if that happened yeah. now, mm. the... The, the male and all the right-wing press would be yeah. all, i.e. 90% of the press, would be all over him, right? Yeah. The very yeah. people like the Mail and the Telegraph who now fucking adore him, right? Mm. They'd be like, ah, a lefty journalist is uh, as investing money into a... And they would have somehow framed something like that as a terrorist organisation. Terrorist organisation, yeah. exactly. The anti-Nazi yeah. league. It's a terrorist <clears throat> organisation, and someone who yeah. who earns their money from the BBC is funding it. And the third one, I mean, I mean this is uh, yeah. The other people included Glenda Jackson and George Melly. Um, mm. what was the other thing? Yeah, the third thing. Uh, this is this will have been said over the past few days since he died. But without Michael Parkinson, we may not have Billy Connolly. 
There's an alternative universe where Michael Parkinson doesn't invite Billy Connolly onto his Saturday night chat show and Billy Connolly continues to be a really well-known comedian in Scotland. Or oh, but there, is it that appearance that launched him sort of yeah. into the next stratosphere? Connolly couldn't get on the telly because his act was so sweary. Right. Parkinson put him on the show. This used to be on Saturday night at like half ten. Yeah. Kind of after match of the day or just before match of the day. So there's an alternative universe where Billy Connolly gets nowhere other than the club scene in Scotland, Glasgow. Yeah. If Parkinson... Uh, so Parkinson is, I'd, I'd say, solely responsible when, for Billy Connolly. When you said there might have been no, I fully expected you to say emu. <laughs> but I, number, number four. Yeah, I think emu may... I don't know what <clears throat> what state... Rod Holland Emu's career was in when they started attacking Parkinson. I feel I as if they attacked him more than once, right? It was like a regular thing. No, just thing. the once. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have him back on after that. Uh, well, there you right, go. Yeah. There you go. That goes back to my point no, of being did, self-important. It, 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 it was repeated in an advert of some crisps. Yes, I saw that. In for, the 1980s. Um, I think it was called Smith's Moments. Something like that, yeah. Which was when, you know what that was, Andy? I saw that <laughs> ad because people were sharing it because of mm-hmm. uh, Parkinson passing away. And um, I went, oh, yeah, Smith's Moments. I think I remember those. And then I remembered in the 80s, that was the first attempt by uh, snack manufacturers, crisp manufacturers, mm-hmm. to make posh middle-class crisps. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Because there was uh, then... Probably. There, it was, yeah. yeah. There, there, was a, there was a slew of them that were being advertised quite heavily on telly, like Smith's Moments, even the word moments. Mm. It's not just a bag of crisps that some pro would shovel into their hungry, toothless mouth at a rainy bus stop. That's the, mm. that's golden wonder, right? This is Smith's yeah, Moments. Yeah, they became snacks, didn't they? This is for a well-educated business executive, right? Yeah. Who, who perhaps is sipping a pre-dinner cocktail, yeah, and he wants mm. something salty, and that's what this is. It's not for any common or gun. It's not for a fucking schoolboy to put between two slices no. of white sliced with some marge and salad cream. No, this is for the likes of Michael. Pa- this is what Michael Parkinson nibbles on when he's waiting to interview Henry Kissinger live on the BBC, right? They, they, they were to put down in bowls at your dinner parties, your sophisticated yeah. middle class night dinner in a bowl. parties, weren't they? I think that was Pretty the yuppie. slogan for a while. It was like <clears throat> Smith's moments, not out of a bag, in a fucking bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Do as you told. Yeah, stick them in a bowl. Have some fucking self respect. <laughs> but the, but f- the other think, ones, do you f- remember um, Phileas Fogg? I've got this, I've got Phileas Fogg on the screen in front of me now. I think they were the pioneers. What Phyllis were the garlicky were the ones? Were they ones called Mignon Mignon or something like that? Fuck Have you got knows. the flavours in front of you? There were these discs, right? <clears> and they were basically they were they were very they were highly crunchy. They were so crunchy, right? And they were small discs <clears> and they were intensely <clears> garlicky, right? So mm. if you fucking ate a packet, forget about getting off with a girl for the next three months, right? Yeah. Disaster. Um, and they were so garlicky. And it was basically like mini garlic breads in a way, but much crunchier. Right. And they're very greasy. I, never had them. I remember I never, I never that. Oh, them. No offence. I've got a strong sense they might not have even been, because we've talked before about products that weren't released in the North. Right. I'm going to stop you there. 
I'm yeah. going to stop you there and yeah. I'm going to shame you. Right. Phileas Fogg Company yeah. was based in concert in County Durham. Yeah, but they might have released the steel- shit and go, hey, oh, no, we'll no, make no, a no, load of Ponzi snacks no, and we'll no, sell no, them no. to them fucking Southerners. <laughs> no, they were available here, don't worry. Just couldn't afford them. Yeah. you got a choice between a packet of KP and a, or a packet, packet of, of Phileas Fogg. Mignon Mignon. Experimenting with some fucking Mignon Mignon. That's they what experimented on you. They gave them out for free and they used the people of the Northeast like guinea pigs for their snack experiments to make sure there wasn't any sort of allergic reaction in humans. And once yeah. they realised, okay, fine, they thought, right, now we'll market this to the silly cunts down south. Um, That's what I would have done. Yeah, they used you like lab mice. Not for the first mm. or last time. Let me just see Phileas Fogg. It says they're different flavours from around the world, such garlic as miniature garlic breads, snack. like you said, yeah. Tortilla chips. They brought tortilla chips to the UK. They didn't exist here before then. No, didn't have them. They brought them from Mexico. Oh, my God, mate. There's a TV ad here <laughs> from 1991. <laughs> Phileas, Phileas Fogg, Fogg himself and his Garlic crouton snacks advert. Brackets, as if that wasn't yeah. enough for you already. Phileas Fogg, garlic crouton snacks advert. Brackets. Cleo Rockus, 1991. Oh! Yeah, now you're fucking Whoa. listening. And this is something that we only very occasionally do, but I'm going to do it now. I'm going to watch it live. The men of the Desert Legion. I remember it straight away. Men who have something to forget. Yeah. One such pitiful case is Sean Bastille. <laughs> This is straight away a really good ad. There are ads. Back in those days, they were good ads. Some of the, most of them oh, are shit. Oh, this is big budget, isn't it? This is a yeah. big budget ad. There he is. I'm watching it now. There's Cleo. He's got a great Frenchman oh, in it. Fucking hell, Cleo Rockers. Jesus Christ, gentlemen. And ladies. Mignon Monsieur, I told you. Yeah. Another crouton floating on the Guia base of life. Pay attention, Phileas Fogg, Authentic Snacks, Made in Middlesley Road Concert. Haha, <laughs> that was it, yeah. Pay attention, Phileas Fogg, Brilliant. Made in Middlesley Road Concert. Great adverts, mate. Really funny. And the way the ad opens with a load of faces of really rough-looking men, it goes, the men of the Foreign Legion. Men, all with stories to tell. I mean, imagine <laughs> an ad opening like that now. Just like yeah. you're launching into a 30-second mini fucking epic here with a full beginning, middle and end, and Cleo Rockus is in it as well, for good measure. That's a bit of fairness. <laughs> That's well, what the ad man would have said. He'd go, and to sprinkle a little bit of something for the dads on top, we're casting <laughs> Cleo Rockus <laughs> as the bird in the last scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's something that, for that. Uh, One thing I've learned in my advertising career is always include something for the dads. I call it, we, we've got a, a call for it in the agency, right? SFD, something for the dance. <laughs> Wasn't it as well? The voiceover at the end there, the short voiceover of Jeffrey Palmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. He must yeah. be long dead now, but what a great voiceover. I'd um, book him for everything. Oh, yeah, he's, he's gone. Must have. And there's oh. some globe play at the end. Which, of course, is Globe one of our favourite things. We actually haven't done Subject Globe Play in a while. Yeah, yeah. 
Plus, as well, the the the, the moments thing that Michael Parkinson advertised with Emu, which is what we got onto originally. Mm. Uh, it said something like they had a crispy outer coating and soft cheese in the middle. Which <laughs> I think makes them dreamies that you give cats. Aren't they? Give is that cats, what dreamies? Yeah. In, are? in the end, I think that they they had to do one of those mass product recalls. Right. Shrunk them down, <laughs> saw them as dreamies because they found out that they were dangerous to humans. But they were like, well, "We've got to do something. We got a fucking, we've got a ton of the cunts now. Hey, maybe they'll work on cats. <laughs> I'll give it to my cat. He's fine. Illy, illy, out the lap, cunt. <laughs> yeah, they've remarketed them to fucking cats. Have you ever been tempted to eat a dreamy? I've been tempted, but I've never done it. No, I've you never must done have. it. No, you never done it. I've been desperate I before I, for a snack. I, I, I only had a cat for a year. Oh. Sadly, he died. But the me, me kid's other house where the mum lives, she's mm. got four cats. So there's loads of dreamies there. I might, I might sneak one. Shall we do it on our live video stream this I month have, for the I turbo am, subscribers? I'm recording live from my ex-wife's kitchen. I have crawled in <laughs> while she is in the flap. while she is in the toilet. And I am accessing the cat's dreamies. <laughs> so live taste test them. <laughs> we'll do we'll do it in our live video stream for the turbo subscribers next week. Well, I'm not sure. We'll I both can eat do a dreamy. It. I'll get one of the kids I'll get my son to do it. I know I know a lad who eats cat food. I've seen him do what it. What could be what what could there be in a dreamy that couldn't be palatable to a human? Just have one, they're only little. Let's not forget, so here's my get out. Here's my trump card. I'm vegetarian, mate. But they, they, they got be cheese meat. in them. No, they'll be meaty. You reckon they, there's they, meat? They put meat in everything for cats. They have to. Yeah. Right, I'll do it then. Yeah. I've got <laughs> out of it. Fuck. <laughs> you can find some kind of vegetarian alternative. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Suffice to say, Michael Parkinson was a good man. He was Mm -hmm. a very huge figure in British entertainment and journalism. And it is a sad loss to us as a country. I'm happy to say that because it's true. I mean, my yeah. quibbling, my quibbles with him were partly personal, and there is that. Re- yeah, in the grand scheme of things, so fucking what? Even if he did occasionally come across as self-important, why shouldn't he be? He was important. <laughs> More important than you, exactly. He'd go, he'd go like this. Yes, I am self-important, Mister Delaney. If that's your name, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who you. I don't know you from Adam. Um, and you, you say that we've had a run-in in the past. I don't remember it. I, don't, I have no recollection of that. It had no impact on me emotionally or mentally. But I will tell you that if I come across as self-important, well, perhaps, Mr. Delaney, that's because I am important. And if it is a crime <laughs> to see yourself as you are, then I am guilty because I am an important man who has achieved important things, unlike you, Mr Delaney, who I believe was responsible for a failed CD-ROM magazine in the early noughties. Is that correct? (laughs) Yes. Well, well done for that. 
But no wonder you go around behaving as if you have no self-respect whatsoever because you don't deserve to respect yourself. I do respect <laughs> myself because I launched the career of Mr. Billy Connolly. And that's just one thing. I could keep you here all day with the other things I've done. Including, but to be quite honest with you, that but, is enough. Have, have you ever fought the Nazis? No, I doubt you have. Well, I have. <laughs> So, yes, I, if I'm self-important, then guilty as charged. <laughs> Lock me up. <laughs> but I'll say this, no jail can cage me. <laughs> he did I can say talk that. my way out of any situation. He did, he did repeatedly claim that no jail could cage him. That was one of his one of <laughs> That his used things. to be his catchphrase at the end of each episode, didn't it, in the first run-up to 1982. Good thanks, thanks for watching tonight, everyone. Uh, Good night. Well, I just say again, once again, no jail can cage Michael Parkinson. Uh, all Good the night. best. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> he claims he'd be able to escape from any jail they put him in in the world. Yes, including San Quentin in the United States. Uh, and uh, all, of, all of them ones in South America where you can have your prosy live with you in your cell and everyone's got machine guns. Them as well. And not once was it put to the test. Right. Oh God. Uh what else was there? Oh, the Women's World Cup, that was a shame. Um Yeah. The, did you see the the fellow from the Spanish FA afterwards kissing all the women? <laughs> Cheeky bastard. Not on the lips, <laughs> oh, was it? Fucking hell. Yeah, one of them was. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh dear, dear me. Uh yeah, but uh, she's she's come out and said it was fine. In a st- in a statement through the Spanish hey, it's FA. No problem, it's just a bit of fun. <laughs> We're good friends. Ah, uh, yeah, that was a bit unsavory. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, I noticed, I did watch the game, and I did notice how, I mean, obviously Spain deserved to win. They were the better side. And I noticed yeah. how it was like, it's interesting that football DNA, right, because it was exactly like watching a men's game between England and a team like Spain, in as much <laughs> as the Spanish were just really good at passing it and were, had complete composure on the ball and were comfortable in possession and could just ping it around in triangles all day. And yeah. the English, when they won, were, were very hardworking. When they did win the ball back, they played it out to the lass on the right wing who did a cross, right? And that was our, yeah. that was it. And I'm not, obviously they're a very good team or they wouldn't have got to the final or won the Euros. But what I'm saying is, it's interesting that whether it be the men's game or the women's game, the, the sort of cult, the cultural, the football culture of the sides remain yeah. the same. So there's just something, I, so. I don't know, maybe something in the water. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's global. Yeah. I mean, the Brazil women's team, I've not seen them, but I would imagine they play like the Brazilian Samba team. style. <sighs> yeah. Um, the Uruguayans <clears throat> are dead dirty. No, not like that, Andy. Were. I just mean yeah. that they do lots of tackles and stuff. Yeah, really aggressive. <laughs> yeah, physical. Aggressive Uruguayans. Oh. Anyway, that's that covered. Um, what else? Are oh, you 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 were going to tell us some stuff about your little trip away last week? I think. Yeah, went to Ireland. Uh, what were some good things that happened there? I tell you what, go on a fucking bus tour of um, Belfast, and it's right. hilarious. Well, it's not because there's right. sad things. 
But the the dry humour of the Belfastian, I don't know if that's what you call people from Belfast, is amazing. Because <laughs> the driver's right. doing the fucking commentary. And I stayed, it was a hop on, hop off. <laughs> but I stayed on for the whole thing. Me and then got on at the beginning and didn't get, and then yeah. we waited for it to do the whole circuit. Yeah. And it's great because he goes, and just along there, funny little story about, oh, like, for instance, you go, during the peace talks, Bill Clinton came over to Belfast and met Mr. Jerry Adams on the doorstep of the bakers over there, which was called Monica's Baps. <laughs> and Mr. Jerry Adams said to him, Mr. Clinton, it's lovely to see you here on top of Monica's Baps. To which Mr. <laughs> Clinton replied, I had no sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. And I'm like laughing. And then he'll just suddenly go, and on your right coming up here, you'll see the scene. You'll see the scene in which, sadly, the first child, the first wee child to be shot dead during the troubles. is <laughs> just here on your right. But there was no break or shift or yeah, gear change in tone. in tone. Yeah between the gags and Mm -hmm. the tales of massive tragedy and sadness. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I suppose that's what might happen to you if you've grown up in a war-torn country. I guess um, you come desensitised. There's there's a black humour. But it was was entertaining and sad in equal measure. So I enjoyed that a lot. Um, But I tell you this, we went to Newry, which was my granddad, my family's town, which I shamefully never been to so we went there and had a good good day there and uh then we then we went to dublin and i i used to go to dublin all the time especially actually when i ran the cd rom magazine because also in the 90s when everyone was upset everyone in the uk certainly in london was obsessed with dublin and ireland right right it sort of was a it felt like a cool place going 90s i went back now it's changed a lot the center of dublin is like a rich man's playground like really? to an even greater extent than the centre of, of London, there was a lot of Irish theme pubs sprung up around the land around Britain. Yeah, O'Neill's. We had them up here as well. Yeah, yeah. Everyone just got really maybe into on being the Irish. Maybe on the back of Jack Charlton in the Republic of Ireland. Getting there was tournament. that. There was the cause, of course. Of course, the cause. Yeah, of course. Um. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it. It feels now. I went there a lot when I worked for that Irish company and various other times. But I hadn't been there for a few years and the centre of Dublin, I don't doubt that there's, you know, Dublin's a big place. There's lots of, like, poverty and crime and all sorts. But the fucking centre of it, like so many cities now, just a fucking mm. rich man's playground. I mean, it's like, it's just really, it's like it's like being in downtown Manhattan. It's just one hipster right. bar and restaurant after other. Not that I'm criticising it, but it's just amazing when you used to go to a city a lot and then you, mm. you're you not there for a few years, you go back and you see quite a radical change. Um, but the best thing about Dublin, which I've never done before, and here is my recommendation of the week, Dublin Zoo is the best fucking zoo I have ever been to. Right. It is fucking knockout. We went there on Thursday morning... We got there pretty early and it was fairly drizzly, but not too bad. But what that meant was, was there wasn't too many people there. So 
we got there and it's fucking huge it's in the middle of phoenix park but once you're inside <clears> you have to walk through the park to get to it and it's plonked in the middle of the park so once you're in there's there something, there's, there's something a bit special about a drizzly zoo yes isn't there there is there is there's something not you know what, there's rain, something sort of poetic bit of about it right yeah it was warmish but there was a little bit of drizzle the animals were fine they seemed perfectly all right. They were all out. That was the other thing. I thought, I wonder if they're just going to think, fuck this, I'm not getting up in this fucking weather. I'm fucking staying in my little, kept me artificial cave that they built me, right? No. I got. We got there, me and Len. Within five minutes, bang, we've seen a man and a woman fucking lion, right? A Doris lion and a geezer lion. First thing we saw, straight in. Like, that's the best bit usually, isn't it? Yeah. Right. We didn't wait till last. We got in. There's your lions right there. Right there, look. That's good, a man that. one yeah. and a Doris one, right? Yeah. They were just you bowling around. You've got, you've, got, you've got to walk three quarters of a mile. They're right at the back of the, the compound. And they'll probably just be and hiding. you probably won't see them. Probably won't yeah. see them. Not these cunts. They were right there. Hello there. you come to see we'll the lions, here. have you? Well, here we are, you <laughs> cunt. We've specially arranged the compound as well, so they've got nowhere to fucking hide. Yeah. You're guaranteed uh, to see them every time. I saw the lions. Next up, what? Fucking hell, that's, I said to Len, that's a bit of good luck, isn't it? Seeing the lions straight away, up close. Fucking incredible. Our, last, our luck won't last Fuck like that all tigers. day. Right. Next, walk on in the fucking cell next door, tiger. Yay! Which, if anything, is more impressive to see than a lion. Simply because they are stripy. And they are also, they. let's be honest, they look a lot harder than lions, tigers do. Yeah. Because yeah. they're so fucking... Mu- they look they're harder. Sleeker. They're sleeker. Mm. They look more muscular. They, they're they like Mike Tyson. And mm. so the tiger was there straight away. That's right. I'm a fucking tiger. Impressed by the lions, were you? Well, Have those dreary cons. Have you seen their coats? I'll show you my muscles. It looks like fucking beige carpet, their coats. You seen mine? It's fucking stripes, you cunt. <laughs> right? So we saw the tiger <laughs> second. Imagine that. Second. <laughs> then we heard this racket up in the trees. And I went, what? Well, I wonder what's making that. It's, I can't work out whether it's a bird or a chimp. And Len, Len went, no, it's them school kids we walked in with. I said, no, it's fucking not. <laughs> he thought it was some, because we'd walked in with some, well, obviously it's out of term time, but we figured they were in some sort of summer club, you know, childcare mm. club. Because there was a bunch of them sort of young. And he thought it was the kids. Turned out to be the gibbons right and there was these right. two gibbons up in a tree having a massive row this was the third thing we saw a row Fucking between two gibbons ever. up really high in a tree going mentally each other just screaming and shouting phrases like they were having a domestic it was like they were, and i'm like we've only been here 20 minutes len and we've seen genuinely three of the most extraordinary sights you or i have or ever will see in our lives we've seen a man and a woman lion, a big fucking tiger up close, and now we're seeing two gibbons having an argument up in a tree. Right? Fucking hell! And then we, Dream what, zoo. and then they had like the 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 enclosure where the gibbons actually lived, but they they'd obviously gone out for a climb about because they can get out. Then went, what's that? And I went, that's the gibbons rig. And he went, wow. <laughs> he went, that's a really good name for a pub or a podcast episode. <laughs> The and Gibbons I went, rig. I went, it is. And then he fucking, he said, you're not using that on top flight. I'm putting that on grilled cheese meat. Yeah. Oh, he blagged <laughs> it. But I've recorded this first, so he's fucked now. 
Well, um, that's all right, because I'm, call- I'm calling this episode Drizzly Zoo, so it's fine. Oh, okay, cool. Well, Gibbons Rig. The Gibbons Rig was quite a the sight Gibbons to behold. Rigged. And then I told him about the goodies. I told him the, about... The Gibbons Rig is a good name for a Patreon. Yeah, new level, the Gibbons Rig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Danny Baker's always had the treehouse, hasn't he? That's his thing, yeah. the treehouse. So we've got the Gibbons Rig. It sounds similar vibes. Um, I don't know what we'll be offering, but it might be zoo visits. Top flight time machine <laughs> zoo visits. Zoo content. Yeah. yeah. Animal-related content. Yeah, special animal-related level. Um, I, I mean, I won't bore you with every animal. I'll quickly list some of them, though, because that was... Imagine that as you're starting one, two, three. And it didn't drop off, mate. I saw a snow leopard. That was probably the most extraordinary animal I saw, right? It was mm. wide awake and just staring at me, unblinking out of its cage. No, not its cage. It's, it had an artificial cave, and it was just looking. Really close. Most extraordinary eyes I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, oh, that reminds me. I have a separate... A story about a big cat and a separate zoo, which, if we've got time, I'll quickly tell you about towards the end. It's we, important. We, we haven't got time, I don't think. We can put it in the Gibbons rig level. All right, okay. So, um, if you upgrade to Gibbons rig, I will just record voice notes and upload them to there with various different animal-related stories, including one about Flappy. I've got, I've got an ongoing list of stuff. What was it about? This story you're going to just tell us? put Flavio. I'll know what it means. F-L-A-V-I-U. I've talked about him before, but he's come back into my life recently in in an extraordinary and unexpected way. Okay. Um, Okay. But just quickly, I saw, I won't go into stories about all of them. I saw giraffes. I saw red panda, Mm -hmm. which is the second time I've seen a red panda in my life in a zoo. They remain the cutest animals you can see anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah. Giraffes, zebras, rhinos, seals, penguins. Um, yeah. fucking everything, mate. It was just, it was an in- Dublin Zoo is huge. It's beautiful. Like you feel like you're in the middle of a forest. You can't see anything other than trees all around you. The animals are incredible. The people are great. Great gift shop. Dublin Zoo is the best zoo in the world. I've said it. There it is. It sounds like it is. I'm keen to em- uh, emulate this entire trip by the sounds of it. The mm. Belfast bus sounds great as well. Uh, just a quick update on the prediction league before we go. Um, this is pretty distressing, to be honest. Um, I got... Where's it gone? Can't find it. Yeah, I got three points at the weekend. You got four points at the weekend. Results bot got fucking ten points at the weekend. Ten points? Results bot, whose team is Newcastle, yeah. correctly predicted that Manchester City would beat Newcastle 1-0. Fuck! Thereby landing itself six points. Six points. The cunt. And everything else was a home win. So it got one point for each of them. So 10 oh, points. So results bots on 13. You're on nine. I'm on eight. Right. So the alarm bells are sounding already, Sam. He's, has he ever so won before? Be He's never won before. I think in all seasons we were doing it, I've won no, once. He hasn't. I think no, you've won, no. what, three times? Something like that. I think that. I've won the last two. Mm. It, 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 we'd have shut it down if he'd won one. Yeah. <laughs> With our own fucking shutdown. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, back throughout the week on IFS, if you're a subscriber of that, we're doing the Melchester Odyssey. We'll be going out tomorrow on Tuesday this week because we talk about something in it that we're then going to do as a history box on Thursday. So that's the reason why we're switching them over. Um, so I'll not tell you what that is, but it'll be good. And also we'll do Animal Quackers Odyssey starting why on Wednesday. Why the fuck not? 
one of them episodes. All right, there we go. And we might well launch the Gibbons rig yeah. tier with bonus animal-related content every <laughs> month. It feels right. Animal fans only. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.